The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown our Bibles open to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, we continue looking at the world and its opposition, or the spirit of this world. Mark also James chapter 1, we'll be going there just after we read our text, but first, a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for the privilege to preach your word today. I trust you would help us, and the people of God would be encouraged, and sinners that might tune in, would understand that this world has them swallowed up in its evil, immoral influence. And apart from the power of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, there is nothing they can do to save themselves from its destroying influence and power. Deliver the lost. Encourage the saved. In Jesus' name and for His sake I pray. Amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, the Spirit of the world. This has been our topic last week, and we continue this week. We saw as we studied this together, Five things last week where the spirit of the world is concerned. In Ephesians 2 2, we saw there to be a power and a drawing effect. Colossians 2 verses 8 and 20, we saw there to be a philosophy and a 
doctrinal effect to the spirit of the world. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 8, those perilous times teach us that the world and its spirit has a peril or a dangerous effect involved here. Then a pollution and a defiling effect in Second Peter 2 and verse 20 connected to the world and its spirit. But then a purpose to this world with a disturbing effect in John 17 verses 14 through 15. With all intention and on purpose, the world hates God, sought to hurt Christ, and now hates the people of God and seeks to disturb and vex the righteous as they walk this pilgrim way to that holy city, even where our Lord will bring us safely home to in a coming and glorious day. Today we begin in James 1, and we see there is a pull to this world, and it has a dividing effect. James 1.13, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. A pull to this world, a dividing effect. There is the outward pull of the world and the inward draw of our own flesh. Our hearts are desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. So said Jeremiah in the Old Testament, chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. It is, however, in the world where Satan positions his temptations. Therefore, we use this passage, which speaks of that inward draw of the flesh, but it is in the world where these temptations are placed and positioned. And so Satan, with his bag full of evil tricks, presents time and again manifold temptations to the souls of men, and this worldly spirit seeks to influence men through the avenue of temptation to disobey God through the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, and it divides men and draws them away from the Lord. When these things are given into, or worse, indulged in, they draw us away from the Father and divide us from that precious relationship where we're dwelling with the love of the Father being manifested in our hearts. There's nothing we can do that would keep Him from loving us, but there's so much we can do that will keep us from loving Him. The love of the Father and the love of the world will not dwell and coexist within the heart. It is an impossibility. If you yield to temptation, then you take your love from the Father and you cast it behind your back after you've trampled on it while yielding to temptation and stepping into sin. But then John 16 and verse 33, there is a pressure 
to this world and a discouraging effect. John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse number 33, the Bible says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There is a pressure. This world exerts a tremendous amount of pressure upon the saints. Through means of affliction and anguish, the world would seek to discourage our hearts and have us turn away from the Lord who is our peace. All of our days, brethren, if we live godly, then we shall find tribulation and we shall have trouble in this world. This world is not our home. And as we cast our eyes toward the heavens and look for that heavenly country and look for that holy city, why should we expect peace from this world? It's our enemy. It's the enemy of our Father. And we will not find this world friendly if we remain true to God our Father. But then there is a pride to this world, and it has a deluding effect. Pride was the condemnation of the devil. Recall 1 Timothy chapter number 3 and verse number 6, where the Bible says in the context of the qualifications of the preacher, the bishop, not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. What was the devil's crime in heaven? What was his condemnation from the throne of God? It was pride. And pride lies upon the countenance of the devil's children, for it is the way of the world. First John 2.16, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and what the pride of life. The world with its wicked spirit produces braggarts who support the lie that life apart from God is where enjoyment begins. We find an example of this boastful spirit in James four thirteen through 17 where there is there given an example of a man who ignores the providence of God and trusts in his own presumptuous decisions. Men in their self-confidence and sin declare independence from God and walk on in arrogant pride. And all the while, though they would never admit it, they are deluding themselves and they remain in the darkness of death and in the bondage of blindness as they remain under the control of Satan and they go on their merry way and they laugh themselves all the way down the road to hell because they're proud, because they're deluded, they are deceived. Think of the book of John, chapter number 12 and verse number 46, and consider our Savior's words while he ministered upon this earth. He said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Christ came to deliver men out from under darkness. Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. 
But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, little g, little God, this is Satan, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The devil means to keep men bound and blind, while the Lord Jesus seeks to deliver men out from darkness, blindness, death, and bondage, and out from under the tyranny of their own pride. Yes, wicked men go on in swelling pride and haughtiness of heart to hurt those whom God would help and to bless that which God does hate. With proud looks and proud thoughts, wicked men leave no room and make no time for God in all of their thoughts. Think of Psalm 10, verses 2 through 4. Pride is a mark of the worldly spirit which pervades this world and influences the souls of men. But there is hope against this enemy, and it's humbling yourself before the Lord, repenting toward the Lord, recognizing yourself a sinner, and calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in faith in his death, burial, resurrection, and shed blood for your soul's justification. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.